from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Dollar Car Rental Studios, it's the Dave Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. Ramsey personality, Dr. John Deloney, is my co-host today here on the air. We are taking your calls about your life and your money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. John, we don't spend much time on this show talking about politics. Uh-oh. Um, because I'm a firm believer that you control more of your life than they do. Correct. And yet, we are, you and I are, you're, have a doctorate in counseling. And you and I were discussing that we are seeing a new syndrome in the mental health field uh, pop up, the post-election deranged disorder. <laughs> and it manifests itself in one of two ways, depending on who you voted for or you deeply believed in. Hmm. If you uh, voted for and deeply believed in Donald Trump, you are irrationally depressed hmm. and think that the world is coming to an end. Several of my friends are contemplating, you know, where they're going to live other than the United States. I mean, they just have lost their dadgum minds. And then if you uh, voted for Biden and were deeply invested in that emotionally, you have the post-election deranged disorder and are irrationally exuberant. As we if, won! We won! As yeah. if you're going to get a car. That's right. Like, like Oprah got elected. You get a car, and you get a car, <laughs> and you get a car. No loans for anybody. Yeah, that, we're yeah, just going to we're gonna just completely, it's, it's communism now, we're all, and, <laughs> and we're all going to be entitled. Now, guess what? They're both wrong. That's this right. This is a mental disorder. Yes. There's a third one, and those are the folks just uh, collecting coffee and bullets because they think that the currency is going to be, that's going to be the new currency, right? We're just going to trade coffee and bullets for food. We're going to eat our pets. Which, if that's the case, Tennessee's in pretty good shape. We are going to be in great shape. <laughs> Tennessee and Texas and, and Arkansas. That's going to be the, no, the no-go the no zone, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, for certain, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And really, all joking aside, but not really joking, some of you, and some of you that would fall within the circle of my personal influence, as well as the influence from this show, need to get a life! <laughs> You are not dependent upon Washington, D.C. If you are a liberal and you think that, that Washington, D.C. is going to solve America's problems, you are stupid. If you are a conservative and you think that Washington, D.C. is going to solve America's problems, you are stupid. And if you think it's going to fix your life, you're stupid. I'm 60 years old. I've been working for 40-plus years, earning money, paying income tax, and none of these people have sent me money. Hmm. There's been quasi-socialists and people that were conservative just to the right of Genghis Khan in the White House during these times, and none of them fixed my life hmm. or ruined my life. Just kept it plugging along, huh? Well, I mean, yours too. Yeah. You know, your mama and daddy, my mama and daddy. I mean, it, it's, guys, what happens at your house is more important than what, what happens at the White House. Why, why is that so hard for people to wrap their head around? We look. We want the Lone Ranger to come and rescue us. Huh. We want to. We want this to get easy someday. That's what it is. This grown-up thing is going to get easy someday, and somebody else is going to do the work for us, and someone else is going to do the sacrifice for us, mm-hmm. and we can be little children again. We all want that. That life has this hidden lottery. I keep ticket. thinking I'm going to get discovered. It's not going to happen. The Colonel Parker's going to come along, and I'm going to be Elvis. 
that it, that this whole radio and publishing thing and this whole uh, being in the media thing is going to get easy all of a sudden. Right. That I'm not going to have to deal with crooked people. Right. That I'm not going to have to deal with people who betray you and talk about you behind your back who said they were your friends. Mm. I keep thinking this is going to get easy. Hmm. It, welcome to grown-up land, boys and girls. It gets harder, harder and harder. There's a great theologian um, named Rich Mullins who said, the worst <laughs> part about being a Christian is that it's every single day. And you could never memorize all the books of Abraham to where you never had to do anything else, right? And I've You can't finish. Right. And I've rattled that around in my head. That works for exercising. I can never have such a good workout on a on a Monday that you don't have to do that it I'm again. done for the rest of the month, right? That's it. Well donuts. Yeah, I'm just gonna I, I don't have to I did this good workout on Monday, so I need a box of donuts every morning the rest of the week. And I'll think about it doing another one in December, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's the same with your money, it's the same with your marriage. You wake up every day and decide I'm going to love her no matter what. Yep. In spite of myself. Yep. And I'm going to default to these things that I know. I'm going to let these children live another day. (laughs) Well, I don't know, man. I got a four and a half year old. She is pushing on me, Dave. Oh, man. Um, You know, part of being a grown up is nobody's going to do it for you. And it's every day. And it's every day. It's every day. Make your bed. Wave to your neighbor every day. Make your bed. Yeah, do your stuff, man. Be kind every day. And guess what? You know, you being a troll on Twitter is not going to make your life better. No one has ever been convinced to vote politically or to become or, or to meet Jesus by someone being mean to them. Never. It's never happened. No one has ever yelled and cussed and screamed at me and convinced me to do anything. That's right. <laughs> ever. Ever. Right. In my whole stinking bald-headed life, it has never happened. No. You know, and so stop it. Stop. Stop it. Be a grown-up. What happens at your house, which is what we teach you around here, we help you with you. Right. And you're the solution to your problem, and you're the problem to your problem, just like I am at my house and you are at your house, John. So the uh, post-deranged, uh, post-election deranged disorder is real, uh, and it has to do if you placed your hope on the wrong things. Hmm which will always cause your hope to dissipate. Because guess what? If you place your hope on that preacher, he's going to let you down. 100% he, of the time. Because he's a man. That's right. He's going to screw up something. Mm-hmm. He'll say something you don't like someday. You place your hope on that boss. These people come to work here. They got stars in their eyes. They think Dave Ramsey's the second coming. Mm-hmm. It takes them about 20 seconds to figure out that's not right. It didn't take me that long, but I got what you're saying. <laughs> I get what you're saying, right? I get what you're saying. Three to John. Okay. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, and, and, and it's this, at some point, folks have to go look in the mirror and say, I've got to be responsible. Yes, there is hard stuff. Yes, there's a ton of things we got to do together. But you can't control the DC thing. That starts with me looking in the mirror and saying, I'm going to choose. It's irrational exuberance and it's irrational depression. Mm-hmm. It really is irrational. Right. Because it means you place your hope on something that is not logical, mm. that is not going to work. It's not going to work. Mm. It never has. So give people tell, one or two things me, they can tell do. Tell me a time that Washington, D.C. fixed your life, and I'll shut up about it. You know? <laughs> I can't think of one off I mean, there's my head. Just, it doesn't freaking exist. Right. And yet people are running around hooting and hollering and honking their horns like Biden's going to send them a car. Mm. And my conservative friends are just like... They really do. They Some of them really are buying coffee and bullets. I mean, oh, my gosh. Wow. And gold bars and other stupid crap. And this morning, when I got to work here, someone had put a note in my box. 
that made my whole day start off right. What did it say? It just said, thanks for being you and thanks for some stuff I had done. But I'm telling you, oh. it was not looking for somebody else to solve the problem. Somebody wrote me a note. It's that easy yeah, to be a- about changing your community and yeah. your neighborhood and your home. Be nice. Be kind. There's a good start. <laughs> Don't place your hope on the wrong things. Dr. John Deloney, my co-host today. This is the Dave Ramsey Show. If you really want to win with money, you have to learn to spend less. A great tool that's helping my listeners save money is called Honey. Honey is a free online shopping tool that finds some of the best promo codes and applies them to your cart for you. One listener said, almost every time I shop online, Honey saves me anywhere from 10 to 30% and allows me to put that extra cash towards my debt. Add Honey to your browser today. Go to joinhoney.com slash Ramsey. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, author of the new quick read that is now out officially, entitled Anxiety. Redefining Anxiety. Oh, that, yeah. Taking a different look. A different kind of anxiety if you get the title wrong. That's right. That's exactly right. No, I'm excited about it, man. It's um, it's a quick laser beam of a little book that um, gets right to the point, man, talking about... Well, these quick reads are like a chapter or two chapter books, so it's like 30, 40 pages, right? Well, this is about 80 pages, and it, oh, it gets right to the point. It, yeah. ch- if you got two PhDs, it's big chapter. They let me go a little bit long, yeah. Okay. We did have some negotiations on how long I could keep, keep running my keep mouth writing, a little bit, yeah. yeah. But it is about um, changing the way we, we think of anxiety, that it's a death sentence and it's forever and it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Check it out at DaveRamsey.com. We'll get a copy of it in here and show you guys on YouTube in a few minutes. Oh, there they go. They pop it up there like already know what we're doing and everything. Mm-hmm. Amy's with us in Albany, New York. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the Dave Ramsey Show. Hi. How are you? Great. How can we help? Well, uh, my husband and I have been together for about 13 years, uh, married for about 10. Um, I am the responsible financial part of our marriage um and i lost my job due to covid uh so i've been kind of feeling you know you're talking referencing anxiety i've been feeling super anxious you know regarding kind of losing my job um and our finances um he is like i said the polar opposite of me and i'm this has been a elephant in the room so to speak for our whole marriage and i'm just trying to figure out how to get him on the same page as me what's he do for a living um he works for a municipality doing what um he's like a commercial building inspector oh okay all right cool does he share that you are also the responsible one or does he think he is the responsible one and he just lets you have some at least to run no, around. No, he he shares that I'm the responsible one, and I I think kind of sometimes takes advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, there's a whole bunch of things going on here. Uh, that that uh, the reason I ask what he did for a living is I'm trying to figure out how to connect to him and uh, speak to him in a way that allows him to hear it. Okay. When he's a building inspector and he goes in and inspects a building, if they haven't followed the formula properly build the building the stupid thing will fall in and it's his job to throw a red flag right 
Um, You guys are following a formula that has a very, very, very low statistical probability of winning with wealth building and of having a high-quality marriage. Correct. So the, the, the millionaire study that we did for Chris Hogan's book, almost all the 10,000 millionaires that were married, the vast majority of them, had a spouse that worked as their partner, and they worked together towards common goals. And so they had shared finances. They were not roommates. Okay? So statistically, mm-hmm. if you want to be a millionaire, you're doing it wrong. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're saying, right? If you just want to say, look at the, da- the data, what's the data say? This is how you do it. And so that, that's a, from a practical guy's standpoint, that's me. I, I'm looking at it that way. Now, relationally, what we have found actually occurs when you share everything, which is what the what wedding vows say, un, uh, for sickness and in health, for richer, for poor, and the old ones in the common, Book of Common Prayer say, and unto thee all my worldly goods I pledge. Isn't that a pretty old English kind of feel? Unto thee all my worldly goods I pledge. In other words, I'm yours, you're mine, we're doing this together, period. Not, hey, you lost your job, I hope you worked that out. Right. <laughs> it's a little different. And so getting on the same page, and when you can agree on your spending, you're agreeing on your goals, you're agreeing on your fears, you're carrying burdens together, and you're having celebrations together, versus high-fiving your roommate who just got a raise. Right. What does that What does that conversation sound like when you say let's let's combine this? What is his reasoning? Um. So we have we tried that when we were first married, and like I said, I'm usually the very responsible one. Um. And quickly realized that he could not be reeled in with, um, you know, spending. Um, well, you're not his mom. The, yeah, you're not his mom. Um, correct. Yeah. <laughs> correct. But, but um, again, so, what is the conversation like when you if you were to sit down tonight and say, hey, I've, I want to revisit this. Let's let's join. Let's get let's get one account. What would his rebuttal be? Um, I think he would be OK with that because of my financial stability. I guess where my concern is, is knowing that even though I've lost my my job currently, I was in a pretty good financial position you know, with the balance of my mortgage, my savings account, my retirement account. Um, I think he would be okay with that because he may have access then to what I have kind of saved and earned. But you don't. You're not okay with it. No, I'm not, especially knowing that. um, Okay, so part of of you joining it together means that we are both grown-ups and we are both setting goals and we're both agreeing on how we're going to do all our money. He gets a vote, you get a vote, we write it down, call it a budget, and we pinky swear and spit shake that we're going to stick to the contract. And then if he goes <laughs> off the rails and goes and buys something that is not on that big, some big item, comes home with a $2,000 item and says, oh, look what I did, uh, he's broken the contract, he's lied. And that has to be the new terms of this deal. And it sounds like you have a, I, I may have missed something here, it sounds like you have a pronoun problem. You, you keep saying the money that you saved and that you paid down. How long have y'all been married? Ten years. Ten years. Yeah. I, this may be a him problem right now, but it sounds like it's a you problem. It sounds like you are reticent to receive him into this into this new, like Dave said, this new contract. Well, and, he has to be willing to commit to the contract, correct. and that would get rid of her 
her problems with this, but then you can't you can't nickel and dime him on the contract. That's not what I'm talking about. But you say, hey, we're, we are going to lay out a budget. We both have input on it. We both have a vote, and then we are both agreeing to be grown ups and stick to it. Ain't your mama? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. And, she and lives in Poughkeepsie. Correct. Yeah. And usually that begins yeah. with the values with the destination conversation. Where are you headed? Yeah. What, what are you going to do? Where do we want to go together? Not, I want to have this house paid off in 10 years, but where are we going to be, right? Mm -hmm. And he's got to be a part of the values, a part of the journey conversation, not a part about the, did you follow up my rule conversation. Here's what's interesting with anyone, married couples or otherwise. If you say, I've got a, a group of leaders here inside my company, when we can agree on where the money's going to go mm-hmm. and what the goal is with the money, we create a different level of spiritual and emotional unity unity that's right unity because you're communicating jesus said your treasure is where your heart is Mm. and when you can agree on that you're you're combining hearts and and so i you know i don't dictate to our team what the budget is they turn in a budget on one of the profit centers and vice president publishing preston that just did this book with you he's going to turn in a publishing budget that includes what he's going to make on redefining anxiety Mm. and what it costs and those kinds of things and then I'll look at that with him, and he and I may have a discussion and make some adjustments, or his SVP or his ESVP or whatever would have that discussion, and I, I might get involved. But when we have finally come to agreement on what we think we're going to make and what we think we're going to spend and the profit we're going to have as a result in that business unit, we have now joined hearts. And you know what? She, 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 she said something that I want to make sure everybody hears. She said... And I think he's going to think this. Mm-hmm. We have got to get out of other people's heads. We have to. We've well, got to look at their It's, it's at so their beha- strenuous. <laughs> I know, but we've got to look at their No, it's strenuous to be their, in their heads. It's exhausting. It takes, it takes a lot of energy and to be in other people's heads. you're almost always wrong, right? You're almost always wrong when you get in somebody else's head and decide why they're about to do something that he hadn't even done it yet, right? Um, join as one. Get on the same page with where you're going to be. Join hearts. Join finances. And get out of each other's heads, man. Yeah. One checkbook, one budget. One goal. One set of goals, one set of fears. Together. That are shared. And, man, when you do that. No stopping anything. Ding, ding, ding. It goes. Your probability of high-quality marriage, your probability of wealth building goes way up. And your probability of it not being either otherwise way down. Have a roommate. This is the Dave Ramsey Show. Yes, folks, mortgage rates are really low. And while that's great news, watch out for mortgage lenders with a slick pitch claiming they have the lowest rates. Those deals often come with bad advice and hidden fees. Instead, I want you to call Churchill Mortgage to buy a new home or refinance because they think like I do. Call today, 888-LOAN-200 or churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory. Lane Suite 100, Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co host today here on the air. 
In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Eric and Tiffany are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, how are you guys? Better than we deserve. Debt-free, way to go. Thanks. How much did you pay off? Uh, $59,165. Very good. How long did this take? About 17 months. Good for you. And your range of income during Between that time? Between 80 and 100000 Cool. What do you guys do for a living? I'm an electrician for Denier Electric. Mm-hmm. And I um, am actually a surety account manager, so I issue bonds. Oh, very cool. Good yeah. for you guys. So what kind of debt was the $59,000? <laughs> we had a credit card debt, two vehicles, personal loans. Kind of like normal. Yeah. Very. How long y'all been married? Mm-hmm. Eight years. Okay. That's about how long it takes to get that normal. Yes. <laughs> so credit card, two car loans, personal loans, just a little bit of everything. Pretty much. Yeah. So you're kind of bopping along, just living the American dream, not. And uh, what happened 17 months ago that got all this started? Well, um, I would say from probably the beginning of our marriage, it felt like a lot of things weren't really within our control. Mm-hmm. And so um, pretty early on in our marriage for the first couple of years, we were actually um, going through fertility treatment. Mm-hmm. And so um, that didn't work. And we decided to take a next step, and um, we decided to become foster parents. Mm-hmm. And um, at that, there was some up, ups and downs. Lots of ups and downs, <laughs> and um, it financially kind of hit us as well. Yeah, we didn't make a lot of best decisions when we were doing that, and sure. um, um, just because it was really emotional. Yeah, um, it was, it was hard. Ton <laughs> it was, of emotion. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we um, did end up adopting our youngest son, Max, mm-hmm. um, in. 2017 and that's when um we decided to um we well we were hoping to um jump on the dave ramsey um financial peace university Mm -hmm. um and we at the time um our my stepson who's cameron um something really hard happened to him too so again another hard thing that really wasn't in our Mm -hmm. control and we had to file um emergency custody for him Mm -hmm. and Mm so at that time it just kept getting we kept feeling we were getting more and more in whole we actually Mm -hmm. had a pay it off car at the time that we had to sell um Mm -hmm. to pay lawyer bills and we had um we were selling everything and there came a point where we were looking at each other and we were like i think we might have to sell our house Um, borrow money from our parents we had to borrow money from our parents we we sold everything we could and Mm -hmm. um it was just really it was a really tough hard um time and so as soon as that ended um we, you know, picked up Financial Peace University. We started reading um, Total Money Makeover. And um, January of 2019, we, we were like, that's it. We can't go through this again. We can't, there can't be another situation that something yeah. happens to us that we don't have any control We've got to have of some how margin. to handle. We've got to have some margin when life happens. Yes. Yeah, this being out of control thing is scary. Yeah. Yes. I hear you. I, I know exactly how you feel. That's what grownups do. Way to go. Yeah. Thanks. So. I mean, you go, we're going to, get the con- we're going to control the controllables. So that when the uncontrollables come, then we at least have this much margin to absorb exactly. the blows. When the big bad wolf comes, if we build out a brick, then we get to be the third pig, right? Exactly. Right. So there we go. Hey, way to go, guys. Thank Very you. cool. So you went to Financial Peace University we did. and dove in, but you, and you were both like over it. You're ready to go, right? More than ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. It, it was really I, hard. I don't hear a lot of dads, a lot of husbands use a word you just used. You said it was scary. Tell me about that. So it was kind of like financially terrifying mm. as well as emotionally. So with the emotion, you obviously want to spend more money. Um, so there was some disagreements, and I think we worked through it pretty well. It took a while, 
But um, did you ever have a night where she was asleep and foster kids asleep and you're just pacing around the house trying to figure it out? Like every night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, a night. It was actually more her. Yeah. Um, I was more nervous and and about what was going to happen in court. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like, how am I going to provide for my family? There you mm-hmm. go. Hmm. And so you guys get into this, you're rocking and rolling, and then the world shuts down. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yep. Life happens. Tell me what. Ha- tell me what you guys decided then. So we actually we kind of hoarded money for a little while, um, and um, so we. I was home since March. I've been working at home since March, and um, so we kind of paused our debt snowball. And when we realized that neither of us, because the city was we live in Cincinnati, was starting to shut down a little bit, and he um, is the downtown foreman for his electrical company, and so we were like, I'm not sure if he, neither of us are going to be able to go to work, and what's going to happen. So we actually um, we hoarded it for a little while. Yeah, um, that's smart. Piled it up and had to write a twenty thousand dollar check to pay off the truck. Yeah. Whoa! Um, that, that, that felt good. So that felt good. Though, it huh? felt amazing, but it was. I it was, was like, also scary. Do you, do you really want this went... truck? <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah, I, I don't really I thought like about this selling truck it. that much. I thought about selling it because <laughs> we just went through the whole custody thing. And yeah. yeah. It, it was. Yeah. It was hard. Now that you're the other side of all of this, and you've got that margin, and you did it, you climbed the mountain. How's it feel? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It feels really great. We actually have finished um, Baby Step 3 now, too. Woo! Wow. Yeah. We're very cool. Yeah, that, very that is, cool. It feels good. Now, you've, <laughs> gone, you've gone through the class. What do you tell people the steps are to getting out of debt? Because, I mean, you, you, were, you were, I mean, you had everything coming at you. Pandemics, custody battles, you had everything coming at you. And you still, you know, draw your sword, fight through the thicket. And what do you tell people the key is? I would say sticking to a plan, making a budget and sticking to it is even when you don't want to, if you when you want to go buy something or not cook at home that night, mm. I think making a plan together. Staying on the same page is definitely a, a huge mm-hmm. key factor. How has this helped your marriage? Oh, we, we couldn't be more closer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Take frequent date nights now. Yeah, um, we have the have money, the money to do for it. the babysitter. <laughs> and yeah. Feels it. awesome. So it's great. Yeah, that's cool. Very, very cool. I guess this is the first time you've been debt-free in eight years of marriage, right? It yeah. is. Yeah. Very good. So who were your biggest cheerleaders outside the two of you? So your parents. My parents, definitely. Our kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your parents uh, knew that you were doing all this then? Yeah. They helped us out a lot. They okay. helped us through the custody, the, custody, yeah. the fostering. Oh, that's right. You it. said you borrowed money from them that you had to pay back. Yeah, We okay. did. In <laughs> fact, they actually <laughs> tried to... Just give it to us, but we didn't we feel comfortable with that. Yeah. Oh, wow. They were your cheerleaders because they were like, hey, look, this will get us off the hook from being the bank too, right? <laughs> <laughs> they were like cheering you guys on, man. But yeah, we my... want you to be debt free. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> we actually That's had something good. pop up on the house recently, and we I was talking to my dad, and I was like, it's going to cost us like $4,000. He's like, well... Do you want some money? And I was like, we don't, like no. yeah. <laughs> we don't need your money. We don't need your money. Yeah, yes, that great. was fantastic. I that, that's a different kind of dignity there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done, guys. We're so proud of you guys. Very well done. You brought the young men with you. What are their names and ages? Uh, Cameron, he is 12, and Maxwell, he is 7. All right. Two Very fun. Boys. Thank you. Very fun. What a great, great story. Very cool. Eric, Tiffany, Cam, and May from Cincinnati. $59,000 paid off. We've got a copy of Chris Hogan's book for you, Everyday Millionaires. That's the next chapter in your story. Then you'll have the margin to not only uh, control the controllables, but help other people do that. You know, if you live like no one else later, you can live and 
give like no one else. All right, $59,000 paid off in 17 months, making eighty to 100000 Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. We're, We're debt-free! Debt <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, baby! That's how it's done. you got a couple here who's already about changing legacies, right? They foster kids, stepkids. They are have an open heart and open home. And sometimes when we try to give with money we don't have, we end up weighing ourselves. We, we, we drag ourselves underwater unintentionally, yeah. right? And now they flipped it around, and they are not only changing hearts and legacies, but man, now they're they're planting trees for those two boys. That those two boys are going to eat from fruit that those guys are never going to see. But what an incredible, incredible gift you've given them! Absolutely, hmm. absolutely, on so many fronts. On so many fronts. Yeah, beautifully done. Well done, you guys. We're very proud of you. You're heroes, and real, real heroes. heroes. Man, amazing. This is the Dave Ramsey Show. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host this hour. Open phones at 888-825-5225 as we take your questions about your life and your money. Boston is with us in Charleston. That sounds confusing. Hey, Boston, what's up? Hey, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can I help? So I recently just graduated college in May 2020. Mm -hmm. I'm 22 years old, and I was really fortunate. My dad had the 9-11 GI Bill. Mm-hmm. So my first three years of college were absolutely free or paid for out of pocket by my parents. Wow, wonderful. My, yeah, I'm extremely lucky. What's your degree My in? dad always promised me that he would pay for my college tuition. Mm-hmm. And that last year, we had to take out forty grand for my last out-of-state year. <clears throat> Who, who's we? I had a, um, I could see that's the thing. I took it out in my name under my credit score because my dad had a worse credit score than me. So it's technically out under my name, and my dad has, sorry, I'm getting a little nervous. My dad has automated monthly payments, so he is paying it off. But should I just also pay that off because it's under my name, or should I take this blessing, and I have no other debt, and should I start, like, snowballed investing? Mm. What's your degree in? Computer science. Okay. And how much are you making? 70000 a year. Okay. Good for you. Well done. Well Thank done. Thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> uh, your dad is a great guy, and I'm really thankful for his um, service and how that afforded you the first three years of school uh, for free. And I'm also thankful for his willingness to do the other things. However, he has no money. Right. I mean, no, no. I is that a, is that a correct statement? He has no money. No, that's incorrect. He okay. makes nearly a quarter million a year. He makes a quarter of a million a year. 
Yes, his military pension is 80% of his Why salary. Why is he which broke? He, which, I mean, he got a divorce three years ago. We moved every two years. Sometimes he purchased houses and thought they were good. And you still live with your dad? No, I just graduated college. I mean, oh, I'm so there's no we. My mom. So there's no we. We used to. Now they. But if he makes $250,000 a year, I would ask him to, if he wants to honor this process, I would ask him to pay it off this year. Not over 20 years. Because yeah, yeah, it leaves yeah. you vulnerable. Yes, it does. I mean I, I mean, I am preparing in the instance that I have to take over it. It doesn't seem like that day will come because now listen that's not that, that's not the point if he's not going to pay it off in six to 12 months which he should do my god boston something's something's in your soul about this deal why why are you even asking this question do you not feel right taking the money now no um it's not that i wouldn't accept it i'm just curious if now that it falls under my name and i know we don't care about credit scores here but yeah, no, but you're, I, you're I, I, I care about I care about you having a student loan debt of forty thousand dollars. Your dad doesn't have any debt, and you not, do. You're not asking a math problem. You're asking a character pro- a question. Yeah, I just wish it would be paid off sooner. Amen. So but if I'm he's not that. going to pay it off in six to twelve months after you have this discussion with him tonight, then you should. Okay. And that and will so be an uncontroversial. Does that mean I cancel my retirement uh, 10% contribution, yes. my yeah. Roth contributions? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you're in baby step two, dude. You have $40,000 in debt. Yeah. With right. your name yeah. on it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it, going to be an uncomfortable conversation, and it's going to be a grown-up conversation, and you're yeah, college you're, you're, Because da- your dad's, dad, you're making 250000 If you can take care of this within six to 12 months, fine. If you can't, I'm going to knock it out. Okay. Or I say I should say won't, not can't, because he can. Yeah. If you want, if yeah, you want, I, mean, I don't want this hanging over my head. It's in my name. I've become increasingly uncomfortable with that, Dad. And so I, I get it. If, if something else is going on, but I'm just going to tell you, if you won't knock it out with your two hundred fifty thousand dollars income in six to twelve months, then I'm going to, because I don't want this over my head. Yeah, that's. That makes sense. That's not disrespectful. It's not mean. You're not wagging a finger at him. You're not throwing guilt trips around. You're not calling up and going, you should really do this because you said you would. You're not doing any of that. You're just going to go, Dad, you make plenty of money. I know what your income is, and I know you've been through some hard times in the past, but here we are today. I am feeling stressed and uncomfortable. This weight of $40,000 across the top of my trapezoids, and I can feel it on my back. And I, if you won't get rid of it in 6 to 12 months, I'm going to. And if he says no, just go do it. Go do it. And just don't hold it. him accountable. Don't give him the side eye at Christmas. Yeah, just forget it. He had a plan. You're choosing to accelerate that plan, which I think is the right thing to do. Yeah. And then go do it. And here, here for future reference, okay, uh, and, and this will help you with other, with other conversations that will come up another time, because I've had to learn this the hard way, is that um, good people with good intentions who handle money poorly never have any money and therefore always put themselves in a position to not keep their word. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. But, I mean, like, like, I know this guy, he's a good man, and just let him move in your rental house and he'll pay the rent. No, he won't. Because he's never paid rent on time in his freaking life. 
You know, so why am I going to all of a sudden reinvent this guy in my mind just because he's a good guy, you know? And the weird thing is he can actually be a good guy but suck at handling money. Right. I was that guy. I was, too. I was a good guy, but I sucked at it, you know? And therefore, it left me not being a good guy sometimes, <laughs> you know? Because I couldn't keep my word because I didn't have enough money to keep my word. And I know people who make two hundred fifty grand a year who run out of money before the month is over every oh, single month. Oh, I do, month. too. I really am. Double it. I, mm-hmm. I mean, any, put any number up there. I can find somebody who spends more than they make. I mean, they all. I just act like they live in Congress or something. <laughs> I mean, my God. So you just spend it like it's water. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, and it's out of control, disorganized, chaotic. And so the point is, don't the, the, the lesson to be learned for you in the future, sir, and for all of us in the future is if there's a pattern in someone's life and you ignore that and and ask them and accept their promise, then that's on you. Right. And when you sign your name to it, assume you're paying it back. Yeah. Assume you're paying it back, and if money comes in the mail, then yeah. wonderful, and that's not, great. And again, that's not to chide you, Boston. You didn't do anything wrong. You're 22 years old. You're trying to figure this stuff out, man. Right. You're a stud for even calling and putting this stuff forward. Mm-hmm. So thank you for doing that. But the, the thing is, I quit expecting you know this guy said people change but not much (laughs) you know that's not true they do transform people do change they can't you have the ability and the power you know i can do all things through christ who strengthens me i can change if i choose to step into it and change right but uh but 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 if somebody's got a pattern of doing something and just because you like them you don't want that pattern to be there it's still there. It's not going to just magically go away. Yeah, and I had to learn that because it bit me so many times. Like, this guy's broke. He has no money. He's disorganized. He doesn't pay his bills on time. But he promised me. That's right. And that's what I do. And he just, he's turned it around. Let's, let's give him a I shot. That's what I do. He promised me. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it doesn't work that way. You have to get yourself, in, almost like our last debt-free screamer said, you know, we had to get to where we got sick and tired of not being able to control the uncontrollables, the variables. When pandemic knocks on your door and huffs and puffs and wants to blow your house down. Which it will. Yep. When it whatever will. it is, the, the uh, what was the, you know, the uh, uh, child uh, custody battle right. knocks on the door, uh, when, when infertility knocks on your door. When cancer knocks on your door, car wrecks knock on your door, layoffs knock on your door, when 2008 knocks on your door, when 911 knocks on your door, when Black Monday 1987 knocks on your door, uh, when, when September 23rd, 1988, when I filed bankruptcy, knocks on my door, you know, are you ready? Right. When the big bad wolf huffs and he puffs, are you ready? Be the third pig. Mm. Say never again. Never again. This is your never again year. Mm-hmm. 2020 is not good for much of anything. But it's a great never again year. It's a great line in the sand. It's a great never again year. (laughs) This is the Dave Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, my co-host this hour. James Childs is our producer. Kelly Daniel is our associate producer and phone screener. I am Dave Ramsey, and we'll be back. This is James Childs, producer of The Dave Ramsey Show. You can listen to Dave, Rachel Cruz, Chris Hogan, or the rest of the Ramsey Network anywhere with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. Catch all of our full shows, browse by topic, or send clips to your friends. Head to the App Store and download the Ramsey Network app today.
Feel like you're in a rut and living life just going through the motions? Build confidence in yourself and learn to trust the God who created you. Check out The Christy Wright Show, where Christy inspires you to break through your limitations and create the life you're proud to live. Hey, y'all, I'm Christy Wright. You know, it's so easy to feel stuck. You live life just going through the motions, doing dishes, doing laundry, carpool lines, and a whole list of commitments that bring you no joy. Why do we live like that? That's why I want you to check out The Christy Wright Show. Each episode will help you build confidence in yourself and the God that created you. Hear more from the Ramsey Network, including The Christy Wright Show, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Dave Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.